It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely on Topic. It's another week, but this time it's the trade deadline. That's when we're recording, just after it ended about an hour and a half ago. And I am VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Hello, hello. And Tim. Hello. Yes, it's that wonderful time of the year. Actually, there are two times that are the most wonderful time of the year in the hockey world, where middling players are overvalued and teams will shell out prospects and picks and roster players for those pieces. So, so fun. So fun. But I don't want to start talking about the trade deadline just yet because I want Jeff to load up his thoughts. And I think I'd much rather talk about how the Bruins were last week. Let's let's talk about the good old days in which the Bruins were on a um, well, they were on a four-game road trip, uh, starting in New York, which we already talked about that one, and then going to Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. So we don't have to go into too great a length here. The most important thing to remember about that Oilers game is that David Pasternak won that game in overtime with what would be a beautiful shootout goal. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Um, I won that game in overtime. Um, well, after my bedtime, of course, because it was a weeknight and they were playing in Western Canada. But Patrice and Pasta did the things. Yep. Yeah, that's really what you need to know. That that game was not the most interesting thing to watch. I'll just be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I mean, normally playing the Oilers would be appointment television because of, you know, um, uh, I guess because of Connor McDavid. But um, he was on IR. <laughs> He was. Right. I mean, they still had Lamb Dreitzidel, and that was fine. But, you know, that it was a stalemate through much of the game. So I am just so glad every time Pasta scores a goal, I'm just so happy that he is on our team. Uh, that's that's all I can say about it. Oh, yeah. Yep. So then they had a, a day off in which they went curling, apparently. As you do. I think it was that was when they went curling. <laughs> and then they, they played in Calgary on Friday night. And Friday night, oh my god, that game was freaking bonkers for the first What the period. fuck was that game, right? Yeah, that was wild. So by 12.20 in the first, six goals had been scored. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> In the first four minutes, like three were scored against the Bruins, uh, right? Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah. In the first four minutes, there were four goals: two from Mikhail Backlund, Patrice Bergeron, and then John, and then Johnny Goudreau. Oh God! <laughs> that game was bananas. It was totally bananas, and we're like it was, sitting here. It was, it was completely crazy pants. It was. Whatever your term is, just put it in there. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn was so mad. <laughs> oh my god! He was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> well, I was just watching the first. I'm like, "Oh god, I'm staying up for this game, really." <laughs> now, now that now that response will come back to that later because it becomes relevant later in the show. Um, <laughs> and then, <I>, yeah. <laughs> 
And then somehow they left the first tide because I'm um, uh, Patrice Bergeron and Charlie Coyle. I'm um, uh, did some more things. So yeah, we left the first is like, what the fuck just happened? Like did, 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 did the game get drunk? The game got drunk. It, it got really drunk really quick. Go home game. You're drunk. <laughs> drunk. Give me your keys. <laughs> game. Give me your keys. You're drunk. Like I could not believe what the hell was going on. Game response just... Jeff. No, Jeff, I can drink your car. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> If you're watching this game, you're thinking, holy crap, is that the end? Or are we going to see like three periods of that? Because that would have been <laughs> edge of your seat in the wrong way, but still <laughs> highly entertaining. Spoiler alert, there, were, there, there was not three periods of that. <laughs> yeah. Defense was optional in the first period. That's, I think, the thing to say, especially yeah. with they really tightened up the ship after that, you know? Oh, they did. They did. Like, both teams had so few shots on goal for that game. Bruins only had 23. The Flames only had 21. Mind you, this was a game that ended 4-3. So, like, let's just say no goalies came out of that one alive. Rest in peace, Yaroslav Halak. <laughs> but also, on the same note, rest in pieces, Cam Talbot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Shots on goal, 23-21. Uh, the Bruins only had five shots in the second and six in the third, while Cal- Calgary also had five in the second and ten in the third. And the important thing to remember here is that the Bruins had five shots in the second and one of them was a goal. And that was your game winner by Brad. Mr. Bradley Marchand. Yes, Brad. And it was it was a lovely goal. It really was. So uh, Nice yeah. tip in, yes. On a McCarlo it- shot. It was pretty funny because, like, of course, as we know, the the first goal was scored 20 seconds into the game um, for Calgary. At the 25-second mark of the second period, I tweeted out, wow, no one scored in the first 25 seconds. This game is like gotten slow, and then literally twenty five seconds later, another goal was scored. By the, like, wow, this... by the time you hit send, Brad was scoring that goal. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, this game really showed me." <laughs> now, the only thing that that I found um, a little perplexing about this game was that that uh, Grizzlick was called for elbowing. And it's clear he was committing a penalty of some kind, but elbowing wasn't the, the thing. Luckily, there was no supplemental review because there was no elbowing. It was probably just interference. Let's just admit that. But yes. elbowing, it was not. Just officials like making up calls, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Let's call it elbowing. Oh, they spun the wheel. They spun the wheel and they said, oh, we haven't called el- elbowing yet. Here we go. <laughs> Now there was an interesting one, so that um, uh, so of course Jeremy Lozon um, fought um, uh, Matt Kachuk. Oh yes, yes they did. Um, there probably should have been an instigator penalty to Kachuk on that one I'm because guess- Lozon tangled with um, Andrew uh, Mangiapane or Mangiapane. I don't know. Mangiapane. Mangiapane. Okay. Um, at which okay. point, uh, Kachuk took issue with this and rushed right the fuck in and fought, and fought Lausanne, which uh, screams instigator to me. But okay, fine, whatever. You know, you do you, you do your refs. Yeah. And they did do them. Kachuk gets away with an awful lot. He really should have been called for that pit hit that he did on Zach Cassian, the one that he got suspended for, because he low bridged him. And it was a dangerous mm. thing. He should have been called too. You can actually 
call penalties and give supplemental discipline to two parties when they wrong each other. Well, I've seen people recently on Twitter grumble and say, I don't get the idea of calling a trip and a dive on the same. It's like, well, no, you can be legitimately tripped and still be, and still embarrass yourself with ridiculous embellishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what those are. Right, right. So it's like, it's one of those things where, like, I just feel like Chuck gets away with some stuff. So anyway, that game was Crazy Pants. Yeah. Um, it was fun. A lot of fun. It was both a fire wagon hockey and an amazing def- defensive effort. How often do you get both those in the same game? Not often. Never. Not often. Nope. <laughs> nope. That was that was the entertaining game of the week. It really was. And then Saturday happened. And they went to Vancouver and boy. Oh, let's oh just boy. okay, so let's just leave this one off, bro. And if you're gonna make me stay up to eleven to start a game, don't be that. Yeah, they were a flaming garbage pile. From yeah, start they to look like a team. They look like a team that were on the second end of a back-to-back in Western Canada. That's for sure. That's true. Now, Bruce Cassidy, after the game, when speaking to Nesson, said that you look at the schedule and you kind of figure out what your scheduled losses are. And he said, I'd figure that as a scheduled loss. Not 9-3, to but a scheduled loss. That's fair. Now, like, here's the thing about it, though. I mean, okay, so the entire team was was absolutely bagged after that Calgary game. Because like, it was bonkers and bananas yeah, and crazy Exactly. It's not, so, so we're dealing with them. Um, uh, we're outside of the time zones they're used to. Mm-hmm. They just played an absolute Looney Tunes game the night before. <laughs> Moved yet another time zone with travel. Oh, yeah, that's right. And so, yeah, like, they didn't have much hope here. That said... Rask probably could have been better. Oh, Rask sucked that night. And he, yeah. unlike everyone else on the ice, he didn't really have an excuse. Apart from everyone in front of him sucking that night. Yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, his team in front of him sucked. Don't get me wrong. Everything, everything about that team sucked that night. And you know what? I can also say that... <laughs> This is not typical of the team, and I don't think that any of these players suck all the time. They just did that night. Yeah. Did they ever, though? You know, I know that he didn't want to pull Tuca, but he needed to pull Tuca before the midway point of the third period. It was actually yeah, when do you leave your When do you leave your goaltender in to absorb six goals? Like, fuck. Yeah. That's like some Mario Tremblay fucking up Patrick Waugh stuff right there. I always thought that, you know, when your goalie lets in four and you aren't showing any offensive ability, that's when you should probably make the move. But six, that was that hurt. Poor. Well, that's just it. You've already demolished that goaltender. Your hope's lost. And I mean, and yes, okay, you know, let's be quite clear here. Rask was it. Rask actually had a better night than Halak did. Of course, Halak had an excuse. He wasn't supposed to play. He played the night before. In the bonkers um, game. Yeah, because um, uh, Halak... Um, Made five saves on eight shots. Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. He had, he had a 625 on the night. Uh, Tarask's uh, 778. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it ain't good. It ain't good. <laughs> no. No, no. Um, the only thing that I can say that's good about this game was that Pasta got his 44th and 45th goals. Of the year, he, yeah. And Chris Wagner scored a goal for like he got a point for like the first time in God knows how long. Yeah, it was like eighteen Ages. games. Eighteen yeah. games, his first game. I mean, first goal in eighteen games. And I was really excited after he scored that goal because I thought this is when the comeback starts. And then 
Uh, no, three more goals were scored against, and that was the game. And oh my god! And they were shouting that they wanted ten. And I'm like, you know what? I got to give it to you guys. <laughs> Y'all earned it. <laughs> you know, it's like I almost felt like, yeah, maybe you should just allow that one to go in. Go, let another one in. Give them the ten. Make them happy. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, literally, you've given up nine. What's one more? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't going to hurt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or any less. <laughs> Incidentally, the, the 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 Canucks somehow had a forward with no points, <laughs> despite seventeen oh nine of ice time. <laughs> Brendan uh, Brendan Sutter. Oh, poor Brendan Sutter. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you, I had no idea he was still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> they did have two defensemen with no points. Oscar Fantenberg. No, that's not a name. That's a soda. <laughs> want some Fanta? Want some Fanta? Yeah. That's how you say Fanta in, in, in Swedish. Um, and uh, and Chris Tanev, but like, you know, okay, whatever. I never I never remember which Tanev is the good Tanev. At this point, it might actually be Brandon, the overpaid one in Pittsburgh. Mm. Chris was the good defenseman for a long time, but he's fairly washed at this point. Oh, on the positive side, we saw Tyler Toffoli score two goals in a Bruins game close to the deadline. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a positive thing there, Tim? Uh, <laughs> uh, in some it ways it is, because we know we know some people don't like that he got traded there. <laughs> oh, the hip pocket. It was it was it was something. Uh, all right. You know, I, I've got to say this. Um, I have said, I said the first time that they met up this season in, in Boston, that uh, Vancouver had their number last year, and I wouldn't have been surprised if they had their number again this year. And they had their number, and apparently it was nine. They were making up for the goals they didn't score in the first game. And, fun fact, the last time the Bruins gave up that many goals was February 9th, which happened to be my birthday, 2016, against the Kings, which was Lucic's return to Boston. Oh, that hurt. I'm sorry. Sorry, too. Yep. Um, yep. I, I do want to say, if you want to put the series, <laughs> the season series in perspective, the Bruins only lost by two goals. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, because you know Vancouver didn't score in that first one. Wouldn't it be fun if things were judged that way? But no, it's not that way. It doesn't matter. I mean, it is in European soccer. Well, okay, <laughs> if we were in, using European soccer rules, you know the 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 differential there would be good. It'd be fine. I mean, not terrible. Anyway, uh, yeah. So those were the games of this past week. So much fun. Uh, and tomorrow is. Uh, Another game with another Pacific opponent again, but we'll talk about that later. I will say this too. At least we didn't lose to a 42 year old Zamboni driver who happens to work in our organization. <sighs> there we go. Now let's put it in perspective. This That Saturday night saw Ovi score his 700 goal, right? Yes. It also saw a 42 year old Zamboni driver for the Toronto Marlies come onto the ice and have to be the backup because both of the Carolina Hurricanes 
goalies went down with injury. So he had to, to suit up and play uh, backup goalie or play goalie there. And he won the game against the Leafs. Yes, against the Leafs. He literally had a Marley's goalie mask with a Canes jersey, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, so also, like, these are some ideas. So Bruins got shelled that night. Tampa got shelled by the Coyotes that night. Mm-hmm. 7-3, yep. I believe the Panthers got whomped as well. So, like, the fuck's going on, Atlantic? What happened there Saturday? Yeah, Atlant- the Atlantic just was like, we're not having a good time. Mm-mm, no. I would rather be shelled into oblivion by the Canucks, though, than the Coyotes. That's just my way of looking at it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's a... Dignity cost of being shelled by the Coyotes. Canucks is like, well, yeah, these things will happen. And we didn't lose to a Zamboni driver, so. I I think, you know, normally I think that the stuff that the Hurricanes do is just annoying. I mean, yes, I get it. They're trying to have fun and all that stuff, and they need to do that to to stir up their fan base. But normally I'm just kind of annoyed by them. I'm Go have your celebrations. That's fine. Whatever. But th- I'm excited about, uh, I think it's the game they have tomorrow, they're going to honor him, Ayers, the goalie, by actually having him come to Raleigh and sound the siren. Yeah, they're going to honor him. They were very proud of him. Brenda Moore came into the room and, and talked about memories. These are the things that you have. And not bad for a guy who plays like beer league hockey and comes and practices with the Marlies on Fridays. So good for him. Yeah, and they also sold his, are selling his name and number t-shirt jerseys, and he's going to get royalties for that. And they're also donating um, to a kidney foundation because he is a kidney transplant recipient. So that's really cool. I think that that's a really neat thing to do, especially since like we know that those emergency backup goaltenders get like $500 for the game and their jersey. That is a nice touch, but yeah, it, yeah, to be called into action, that's that's got to be a lot of fun, nerve-wracking, and a lot of fun, and good for him. And uh, he received the kidney from his mother, which is a rare thing. So everything's good there, all around. Oh, and also his wife on Twitter was awesome. She was, like, cheering him on, and one of the things she said is, like, that she was so happy that her human got the chance to love out his dream and she was like super supportive and like yeah she called him her she called she called him her human it was just just really nice i guess like you know some people don't want to say my man and they don't want to say my husband and they don't want to say like my male partner or my partner they say human and okay it's factually accurate so that's okay there, there we go. It's just a strange turn of phrase, I guess we'll say, but whatever. Uh, okay. So now we've got all of that out of the way. And I love that all of that stuff, all of that stuff that happened on Saturday night overshadowed Ovi's 700 goal. That is so great. That's just <laughs> the best part about it. <laughs> he gets enough accolades from other people. I don't need to give them to him. And I'm still mad at him for concussing friend Carlo three years ago. That's fine. Speaking of Brandon Carlo, this is the first year in three years, three seasons that I have not. Let's just, let's just hold off on this one. Let's talk about the good trade first. <laughs> okay. okay. 
So on 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 uh, Friday, um, it was announced that the Bruins had uh, there was some rumors going on. Bruins might be moving David Backus to uh, into a Western team, and uh, they did while only retaining a quarter of his salary cap and salary. Yes. I guess. So it was announced that David Backus was going to the was going to the Anaheim Ducks, and uh, some as part of a package that was going to return um, uh, Andre Kasha. <coughs> This is great news. Andre Kasha is um he's an interesting player. Mm. Um shoots all of the pucks. All of them. Mm-hmm. Just possibly in a very large cone in the general direction of the uh, uh uh offensive zone. Also, in the shootout, he's like 4 for 5. Oh. Anyway, like he's he's young, he's uh, he's uh, 24, so he's uh from another body from that um uh, from that 2014 draft. We'll come back to that later. He's Czech, and he's played on the national team with Pasternak. Uh, Jakob Lauko was very excited on his Twitter account that the uh, Bruins had traded for, for for Kasha as well. I guess you could say he checks all the boxes. Uh-huh. You're just getting revenge <laughs> for me to get for, for, for me be, beating you to a good pun this morning, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I slept on that once. You beat him to a so, good pun this morning? Did I miss something? Oh, yeah. And then Nick accused me of... Uh, accu- asked if he'd taken over my Twitter account. Oh, okay. So this was on the Twitter Twitter, not the message yeah, thing. Yeah, this was on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, what's really weird is that uh, Twitter has decided I don't want to see either of your tweets ever, but I want to see something from Barstool. Fuck. I, it's so annoying. Anyway, so, yeah, ultimately trade was... Um, uh, the the uh, Bruins got on got Andre Kasha and retained a quarter of Backus's salary and the and David Backus along with a the Bruins first round pick and um uh, Axel and Axel Anderson um went to um the Ducks. Yep, defensive prospect playing in the queue. I think. yeah, that one that one I liked. He's playing for Moncton. Yeah, it's tough, but we needed to shed ourselves of the contract. You hate to see what happened to David Backus happen to a good guy uh, like it did this year. So he has an opportunity to play in Anaheim. I think that's great. He's going to be wearing number 21 in Anaheim, by the way, because 42 is Josh Manson. Ah, I see. Andre Kaja. uh, He's going to wear 28. Yes, he's going to wear 28 because he can't wear 25. That's Brandon Carlo. And here's the fun thing. Ready? 46 plus 28 equals 74. If he played on the second line, all of their numbers add up or subtract in a way that they all figure into it. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that out last night. It doesn't really mean very much, but I thought it was fun. The 74 line. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if that's where he's going to project to play. I mean, we thought that there was going to be another move. Now, but this is a great trade. Like honestly, like they basically paid what the cost of offloading Bacchus would have been to offload Bacchus and get Andre Kasha. Actually, they paid less because we all figured that they would pay like half of the salary. They would retain half. They only retained a quarter. Look at it this way: you can look at it at two angles. Either um, the first was the cost of offloading Bacchus, which means they traded Anderson for Kasha, which is a great trade. Or they traded Kasha for a first. They traded first for Kasha, which okay, fair enough. That's pretty reasonable, and only gave up Anderson to offload seventy five percent of David Backus's contract, which is also a great trade. So, like, 
no matter how you slice this, you either have two astonishing trades. And so you have either you have what you have what you have, you basically have one fair trade and one astonishing trade, either from regardless of how you choose to organize this one in your head. Now I remembered um I had read uh Connor Ryan of the Boston Sports Journal had written on January 31st about this being a possibility because he saw a need for Anaheim to have some leadership in the room, which I think is a telling thing about Ryan Getzloff. And <laughs> and also, you know, they're going to be a much younger team very soon. So they're, they're stockpiling the washed or nearly washed uh, guys from the 2013 from the 2003 draft, of course, because um they have, of course, Kessler on on LTR retirement. As well as Patrick, A- as well as Patrick Aves. I didn't know what happened with uh, Patrick Eves. He's uh, he basically has a degenerative muscle disease. Yeah, like he basically signed a three-year contract and essentially didn't play any of it. It's fucking awful. <laughs> it, it is terrible. I, poor guy. I mean that that's and he's he's relatively young. It's only thirty-five. Like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thirty-five, getting that kind of diagnosis is terrible. So. I feel bad for him. Kessler has, okay, listen to this. Kessler has always had some hip problems. He's had some surgeries. He recently in 2018 had a hip resurfacing. Oh. So that's like one step away from having a hip replacement. I was going to say, yeah. Yep, that's uh, that's done. Done like dinner. Right. So <laughs> he, he tried. He tried to have a comeback, but it's just not going. So he's just back in Michigan their cap hit next year on the Corey Perry buyout is six uh, is six point six two five million dollars next season. <laughs> so it's like the Shattenkirk buyout, just absolutely catastrophic. Why would you do this? <laughs> like think about how urgently they wanted to get rid of Corey Perry. Don't I mean, get me wrong; fair. I would urgently want to get rid of Corey Perry as well. But <laughs> he he basically fell off a cliff, yeah. and he got kicked out of the, the Winter Classic within like what two minutes, three minutes. I mean, don't touch Ryan Ellis, man. Don't do that. It's cool. Let's Ryan Ellis. Fuck you, Kari Perry. Yeah, no. God, that was that was awful. That was just one of the worst things I've ever seen happen in a game uh, that early. And it was just like he deserved to be kicked out. He deserved to feel shame, real shame. I hate Corey Perry too. But the Ducks had were in six deadline trades this year. Going back to the Kasha trade, you know how many picks they've acquired. Three. That was close. Our first round. <laughs> Our first and Nashville's sixth in 2022. Oh, for Matt Irwin? <laughs> so yes, they were involved in six deadline trades, and the proceeds were a first, a sixth, David Backus, Danton Heinen, Sonny Milano. Oh, Sonny Milano. Oh, I like his name. They got cookies, really? Mm-mm. Uh, uh, Christian juice, so they got juice and cookies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, they're going young, so they, they gave blood today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <They're> go- <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're going. They're going to have to go young soon. So having juice and cookies for playtime is probably a good idea. And then like Axel Anderson, and then like some other like non-roster players. So like for that much activity, they didn't really get a lot. <laughs> Anyway, weird. So, that trade was great. Yeah, it was really great. And so there was all those rumors the Bruins were not done. The Bruins were not done. That means, okay, they're still in El Palmier. They're going to find a way to make this happen. 
And they were talking as of today. But in the end, they did not. No, they didn't. Oh, no. Now can nope. I go into how, like the last three years, I've I've worried about trading yes. Brandon Carlo, and this is the first yes, yes. year that we, I we, we, we are now to this depressing portion of the podcast. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So for the last three years, I've worried about trading Brandon Carlo. It has been his name has always come up before the deadline, at the deadline, and thankfully, every di- deadline, it's passed without him being traded, and I was always a wreck. A wreck during all of that. And now, this year, I never once thought about it. Because he took that step last year. He needed the playoffs. He took that other step. And he proved how valuable he was. So there was no way the Bruins were going to get rid of him. The unfortunate thing is that Denton Heinen had made much progress, but had not taken all of the steps that he needed. And Don Sweeney was willing to part with him. I'm going to let you take it over from here, Jeff. Yep, I expected that. So, I mean, to be perfectly frank, the writing was on the wall. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I knew this when I made my rant last week. By the way, Russ really enjoyed your rant. He was right there with you. Yeah, so... And then, like, so, then, of course, you know, they played two games after the, 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 the Kasha trade. These were the Calgary and Vancouver games. And they had Heinen on the second line. Yep. Which everyone saw as a bit of a red flag, considering the assumption was that was where Kasha was going. Right. Either that. So, uh, you know, I mean... I'm like, okay, they're trading Heinen, they're trading Heinen, fine. But I'm like, okay, as long as someone would term... Specifically, Kyle Palmieri, I'd be okay with it. It is someone with term, and it was not Kyle Palmieri. So it comes out today, this trade is one for one for... And and, and I think they just did this specifically to just make my head explode for Nick Ritchie. That is to say, Brett Ritchie's kid brother. Mm. Look, Don, I know you did this for reasons, but like, I I just take this as a personal microaggression. (laughs) I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Even though he is a different and presumably better player than Brett Ritchie. It's still like, like, like this, like Don news, like, Hey, Hey, this kid, this guy, this, this fucker, he, with, with, with the 67 followers or whatever it is, he, he loves himself from Danton Heinen and, and hates Brett Ritchie. You know what I should do to fuck with him? Yeah, that's what I'll fucking do. No, obviously not. But like, seriously, certainly what it fucking feels like. It does. <laughs> it totally feels like that. I get that. You feel like you're absolutely insane. It feels like a, a conspiracy against you and that you have to be persecuted. I understand this. But like, like I, he just he, I, he would have been hard pressed to find another trade that would have been like better structured to like anger me here unless he traded him one for one for a rental, which thank fucking God he didn't do that. It could have been far worse. Maybe he didn't go after Brett Ritchie during the the. Uh... No, 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 don't, don't, don't you dare say it. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he could have traded for Brett <laughs> That would have been worse. Come on, Justin, that would have been worse. That would have been worse. Earlier I tweeted that gif of um, uh, Adam Sandler in Wedding Singer saying, some, singing somebody kill me. I want to die. Yeah, I'm sorry. 
I expected you to like I expected your hair to burst into flame, smoke to come out of your ears and that you were going to like tear me and well, you won't tear Tim a new one. You'll tear me a new one. I expected all of that. So Oh no, see here's the thing is I just feel nothing now. Oof. That is depression, man. That is depression. Just the fuck. You know, I was talking about the stages of grief today with my husband because he just mentioned it. And I think I think we were talking about how angry you were going to be. <laughs> you came into this conversation and I was just like, oh, yeah, no, no. Anger is like one of the end stages of grief. And it's and I find it particularly hard to navigate because it's like I will I will go between three stages, but I always end up on anger. So. Yeah, you're going to be a you're going to simmer at some point, but not right now. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just So look, here's the deal with this trade. I'm going to concede right now. I doubt this made the team worse. However, I am 100% confident it didn't make it better. Yeah, it just seemed like a lateral move in some respects. So so here's the deal. Yeah, we got two players here. Both score at a little bit under a half point per game, roughly. Richie a little bit higher pace than uh, than Heinen, but like not really big enough difference to matter. But Heinen is much better defensively. Heinen, of course, is a very good defensive player. Nick Richie, from best I can tell, isn't anything special in his own zone. Now that said, there is some some areas for possible optimism. It appears Richie takes a very large number of shots from all from very high danger areas, sort of like Kasha. So this is, in some ways, Richie is like picking is is like a different angle of picking up something like Kasha again. Underperforming players with lots of signs that they could be better than they have seems to. But that's two gambles. You know what you're getting with Dan Heinen. It isn't anything flashy, but like, I don't know. The other thing important here, of course, Richie, same age, so we didn't get older, we didn't get younger. Same age, same draft. Nick Richie went in the first round in 2014. It did say we'd come back to that. Yep. Makes a hair under 1.5 million for this year and next. It's relevant, of course, because I remember, remind you, Kasha makes uh, 2.8 this year and next. Oh, sorry, 2.6. Yep. These two trades combined created a fair bit of cap space. Right. About 3 million in total. So the the biggest silver lining here is that one assumes that 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 that, that Sweeney is is definitely resigning Krug, as he should. Never once did I see Tory Krug on the the possible trade board. This is true. I mean, there's you don't often see even pen, you know your pending UFAs on a good uh, on a good team considered that. But on the other hand, although to be fair, your mileage may vary on whether or not the Leafs are a good team. <laughs> There was a lot of talk today of Tyson Barry getting moved. It didn't happen, but... There was even talk of Morgan Riley being moved. So... Marjan got an extension. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, was, it was a very small amount of chatter, but there was chatter on the TV. Uh, I would like to feel better for a second. Just want to circle back. I've been really loving how much the Leafs' Twitterverse and bloggers, including, like, sycophants like Myrtle... Like Myrtle... Are basically like are are universally calling for Dubas for for Duba and Shanahan's heads, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's your silver lining. 
Like I can't even be- I can't even begin to tell you how how delighted it would make me if they all got fired and, and, and then they hire some shitball for new GM and he blows it up and then they're bad forever again. We can all dream. We can all dream. That would be great. The despair and the unearned haughty nature of Leafs fans and then the ultimate disappointment and failure uh, that their team will ultimately, you know, um, display. It's pathetic hubris, which is the weirdest thing because you don't really see a lot of pathetic hubris. Yeah, I I enjoy it. That is my schadenfreude. Mm. Yes, uh, I love it. Give it to me. Just may- let me mainline it. God, give it to me. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. You know what? Because it really doesn't matter what happens right now. As long as they fail, everything's great for me. (laughs) And I I do rather like that that Wonder Boy seems to be genuinely bad at this. Well, you said that he's never had to negotiate deals before. Uh, that he's one of those wunderkinds, but uh, that doesn't mean that you have automatic success. Well, we already demonstrated he can't negotiate a deal out of it to save his life. <laughs> no, he cannot. It's like, yes, you know what? You know, what? on the one hand, it's like, yeah, you know, you actually paid. You're right. The years where players should be being paid well are on their second contract because that's when they're likely their best. Right. However, under the current system, you do not pay a player well on their second contract. Because otherwise you can't put a team around them. <laughs> no. I mean, there have to be parameters and limits, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I just want them to fail. That's all. That's all. So, yes, I hope that what comes out of all of this is a Tory Krug extension. And you know what? Ultimately, Jeff, I think you need to go back to thinking about that. Because remember, Corey Trug is your... Uh, uh, let's try that again. I called him Corey Trug, guys. Corey Trug. Oh, Corey Trug. <laughs> Tori Krug is your original boy, right? So guess what? You, you're going to still have your original boy on this team. I, I, I will say that, like, I, I fully acknowledge I have several boys on this team. And, like, as much as it pains me that Heinen's gone, and mind you, I mean, it is, he was probably the least essential of my boys. Who are your other boys? I mean, going going back, it's always been Brad. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I don't even count Brad and back before um, Brad was a superstar. Back when he was just a shithead. Okay. <laughs> I almost don't count Brad and Bergy. I mean, that's an automatic given. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Because you know how it is. The saying goes: if you ask a Bruins player who their favorite player is, you know, they'll tell you a name, but everybody knows it's Bergy. Well, yeah. <laughs> But like, yeah, anyway, you're, you're right. So, and that's the big thing here is the team now goes into next year, assuming a flat cap, which is an, an erroneous assumption with over $20 million in space. Yeah. It's absolutely enough to be able to re-sign Krug, re-sign Grizz, which mm-hmm. is also extremely important to me. Grizz would probably make the list for, for my boys, to be honest. You, you cannot, you can't give up on your young defensive core like that. You know, the guys who are found and money. And, of course, Bjork mm. and DeBrusque and Kuhlman. Right. B- Bjork and Kuhlman will be cheap. But, you know. Um, and then you probably still have enough money to figure out what you're doing about backup goaltending. Right. 
So Don Sweeney made some choices that were very difficult, but he's trying to look at long-term success. Which is an interesting choice. Given that Zidane Chara is up this year and we don't know what's going to happen to him next year. Yes. And furthermore, both Rask and Krejci are up at the end of next year. Right. And both of them have at times sort of sounded like this might be the last, their last contracts. They want to be able to walk around and have good lives after this. Um, and I don't blame How them. How dare they? Well, I mean, Tuka's had two concussions in the last year. And I don't know oh, if I he's know. had them before. No, I know. We talk about this. I, you know how I am. I just get wrapped up in the player as a person kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? They got to fucking win it this year. They have to. Well, it's just, in, in mind you, because they got people with term and they got the space to resign, they got this year and next year. So they, he's what, what, what Tweeney has done, rather than leveraging everything for a freaking rental this year, they are set up, if this team is good, that they should be good next year. Yeah. You know, the, the team that scared me today was Carolina. They really got a lot of players today. Uh, they got Trocek. They, oh God, I can't even remember everybody else that they got. Okay, they got Vatanen. <laughs> Brady Skedge. <laughs> and it's an S and a K and a J all together. And that's, that's a no. A no. <laughs> in, my, in my house, we call him Skedge, even though it's Shay, because I remember we talked about it on the podcast that one time, and you're like, get out, that's not Shay. And then I said it to Glenn, and Glenn's like, Get the fuck out. That is not his name. That's not how you say that. So we always call him Skedge. <laughs> but anyway, they really loaded up today. And I cannot wait for them to fail. <laughs> well, they also have two goaltenders that are injured. Jeff and I were talking about it, how we were surprised they didn't try to go out and get uh, uh, Leonard. Because, like... Both their goalies are injured, and they just like have two AHL goalies now. Well, Cap Friendly is really far behind the eight ball here. They don't have they don't have them having either Shea or uh, or Vatanen yet. Anyway, oh, that's right. Those trades happen too. Uh, because they yeah they just they just loaded up on so many players today, and that that does give me some pause. But I'm really hoping that it's going to fall apart for them. And um, Pittsburgh made a bunch of trades. Washington overall did a few things. All the team Tampa did a couple things. So like all the teams in the mix did something. I think my hope is that like everyone in the Met just kind of like beats up on each other, and the Bruins can get past Tampa. Can we, can we talk then, for a minute about what the fuck the Sabers doing? No one knows. Why the why are they trading for Wayne Simmons? Like you're already bad, so you don't need more bad players. You gave up a, a pick. Yes, it was a fifth, and it's conditional in next year. But like, what? Well, as I wrote before, you know they had uh, Brian Burke on Sportsnetters Trade Center thing, uh, Sportsnets uh, Trade Center thing, and he was talking about it, and he was like, "Well, I don't understand it because." Buffalo is a team that will win five games and then lose five games. And they're six points out of just a, a wild card slot. Why are they trying to make a move at all? Don't get it. You know, I mean, I understand why they uh, terminated Bogosian's contract because 
well, he wasn't good enough to be on their squad and he wouldn't report to Rochester. So they terminated him. So that makes perfect sense. So when he signed with Tampa, I don't I didn't worry about that. I didn't think, hey, wow, we should have that guy who couldn't make the Buffalo Sabres roster on our roster. You know what I mean? Well, and, and plus this team wasn't going to be buying a, a defenseman where it has it. They were trying to sell John Moore today, which instantly like enough crappy defense moved around. They should have been able to do that. But yeah, yeah. But again, I think Don Sweeney genuinely has um, uh, PTSD from that um, uh, 2018, um, uh, you know, 2018, 2017 fi- uh, um, playoffs. Uh, was that when we oh, got yeah, the match? That's fair. Twenty seven no twenty seventeen's the year we only got they all they only got Stafford. Or but um ended oh. up having to go like twelve deep on def- on defense against the Senators. And we lost, yeah. Yeah. I was I at that game. Year, I had to burn a year of McAvoy. Frickin' Tommy Cross played games in the playoffs in the NHL. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's got enough studs down in Providence to to make it up. Hopefully. Well, I mean, you've got Lausanne. You had the emergence of Cliffy Hockey last year. You've got other guys, so you don't need to go get too much help from anywhere else, as long as all of your players don't die at once. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like this team got better over the deadline. Absolutely, with Kasha. But I just don't really understand what we're doing here. Yeah, that, it's like, I, I feel like they got better. I think Kasha's going to be actually really good. Like, I think he, I, I do think he's going to, work well on the second line. I think he's going to be good. And like, I, I hope Bruins fans appreciate him and what he does because like, it seems like, uh, it seems like like the, the reaction to Anaheim fans is a lot of them wanted him to be traded. And he seemed like, you know, like their version of Denton Heinen a little bit in that regard, because they just seemed like, so kind of split on who likes him and why they like him and things of that nature. So I, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be good though. I think he will be good. Nick Ritchie, who knows? I apparently he's supposed to play tomorrow. Um, he's going to be number 21. And the other thing of, with, with that is apparently he's supposed to play tomorrow, but Kasha might not. Or Kasha might not because, um, they may want to. Sweeney said they may want to get him more practice time before he comes in. Now, moving forward here. So now, Tuka, what are you doing? Get out of there. It's not yours. What do you? Where do you guys see game rosters looking like here? Well, since they decided not to go and get another right winger for insurance, I'm is expecting Kasha to be up on the right side of Krejci. Yep, that's what I expect too. I think it'll be, I think it'll be, you know, you know, the normal first line with uh, Brad and Bertie and Pasta. Then I think it's going to be DeBrusque and Krejci and uh, Kasha. Then I think it'll be uh, Richie, Coyle, and Bjork. And then Nordstrom, Crowley, Wagner. Well, you know, uh, today's practice, you had uh, Corrali on the left side of Lindholm. 
You know, I kind of like that fourth line. Although I would consider putting Kuhlman in over Wagner. But... Oh, I forgot about Kuhlman, too. True. Um, I, I'm i excited to see Corelli on the left wing on the fourth line because, I mean, I think that third line is going to be set at some point. But I, I wonder if there is an advantage. Now, hear me out. How about... Let's just entertain this option, okay? Ready? What if we wanted to try to break up the scoring a little bit? Move Pasta down to the second line with Krejci. Move Bjork, although I'm not sure he's really earned it yet, up to the top line to work with Bergie and Marshy, and kept Kasha on the third line uh, on the other side of Coyle, and Richie's on the other side of him. So you'd have two ducks in a row there, okay. Yeah, two ducks in a row. <laughs> <laughs> My lone concern with that third line is you got two players that appear to be volume shooters with bad shooting percentages. Do you want them both on the same line? Well, I don't know, but I was just trying to break up the scoring a little bit. I thought that if you put Pasta down in the second line, you're going to get that line generated a little bit more. I mean, you can try Kasha out there, but I think that maybe come playoff time, you might want to entertain that. Because Pasta, all he needs is the ability to have somebody feed him the puck occasionally. He makes lots of plays, too, and, and, and manages to score, so... I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. I'm I'm just putting it out there. It could be terrible. You know that my my thing is not necessarily making a lineup because I would probably fill it with I, lots of dumb things. I could see that working, but I think Kasha is going to be really good on the second line. I, I really do. I really hope so. Uh, Krejci said he's fast and that he thinks he's a good player, so. That's good. Hopefully they can build some quick check chemistry. Exactly. Or get and some quick uh, chemistry in check. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, I, that would be fine. I'm just, you asked, I gave you a, a lineup that could happen that maybe isn't the best one. It's all right. I can be I wrong. really, I really want to keep Bjork with Coil. I really like how the two of them are working together and maybe somehow Nick Ritchie ends up working out with Coyle and Bjork. And that ends up being like a third line to beat the bands. I mean, who knows? Well, you know, I mean, I'm not, they're going to keep Coyle with, with, with Bjork with Coyle. Um, Cassidy likes his pairs. Okay. Well, and the two of them seem to be building a fair bit of chemistry, right? Yeah, I mean it's not just Cassie. That's sort of a place that a lot of teams are going are going with. The third one of the one winger might be a swing vote, but you keep the center and one wing together all the time. Sort of, you know, well, the Berkey and the Berkey and Pasta model, the Berkey and Marshy model. Right, right. Well, I was just giving you an option. You asked, I gave you one, and it that's fine. I, you know, how Cassidy is too. He also likes to switch things around so i would also probably i totally forgot about coleman i would play coleman on the fourth line maybe that makes nordstrom the odd guy out there i just i would put coleman on the fourth line somewhere nordy has him playing nordstrom to me hasn't shown enough this year to guarantee him a spot anywhere yeah and I feel like they're not going to bench Wagner when they just gave him that three-year extension. 
Yeah. Right, exactly. So, um, I I do want Kuhlman playing on on that fourth line. In, in that sense, I think Kuhlman's good. He's got he's got like some speed. He's got um, he, he he just I just really like him there. Um, if that's the case, and then yeah, the the top three lines are pretty set, and then the fourth line you kind of mix and match and see what ends up working best. So the Leafs are somehow involved in this Robin Lehner trade. How? I thought that it was just Lehner for like. Uh, they laundered him and kept reta- and retained salary in exchange for a fifth round selection. Um, it's not clear how much because the Maple Leafs press release doesn't say so. This only just popped up on Twitter. Cap Friendly's got nothing yet. Oh, because so it's sort of like the, the Broussard, so it's sort of like the Broussard, Broussard trade two years ago, where um, uh, where Vegas um, just like acquired some of his salary in exchange for Ryan Reeves. Oh well, wow. the, the Leafs made a last-second trade. They got Matt Laredo for Jordan Schmaltz. Yeah, that's not anything. That's a that's a, that's a pure a, it's a pure a, a, AHL trade there, top to bottom. But okay. well, what I want to know is, is where the Leafs found the cap tra- found the cap space to be able to do this? Because they have literally zero dollars in cap space having used $13.5 million in LTIR because holy goddamn fuck, how are they allowed to get rid of, get away with this shit? Well, yeah, so they just, the Leafs acquired the Vegas 2020 fifth round pick. Yeah. Weird. Like, the fuck? I, I don't understand what happened here. I don't know how that happened, and I'd prefer not to think about it right now. It sounds shady, it involves the Leafs, so it probably definitely is shady. And it also involves the Blackhawks. Remember that in some respect, because the Blackhawks, you know, Stan Bowman likes to do all sorts of things that are shady. And Vegas, well, it's Vegas, so shady. All the shady stuff. <laughs> I mean, yep. the Vegas team itself, I don't think is shady. It's just that Vegas is kind of shady. <laughs> yeah, so... The Toronto Maple Leafs got the fifth round, Vegas's fifth round selection in the 2020 NHL draft in exchange for forward Martin's Dezirkles. He's <gasps> a Latvian! To complete the trade with Chicago and Vegas, the Maple Leafs also retained a portion of Robin Leonard's salary as part of the transaction. So, Dezirkles may be going to Chicago, and that's how they're able to get. Lent part of Leonard's salary? I don't know. Martin's to Zirkles. I like that name. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that we shouldn't expend too much brain power on this. We'll have an, an answer by next week. Um, or, we, or we'll forget about it and not care. Yeah, I think that's probably the... the you know what? S- scratch what I said. That's the appropriate action. Oh, it's Tuka oh, time. No. Zirkles is going to the bla- to the Knights. Okay. They must have gotten part of Robin Laner's contract from Vegas then. Yeah, so so Toronto's laundering money for Vegas. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's organized Fair crime, enough. man. It's organized crime. 
I wonder if they got the brothel vote. <laughs> <laughs> you have to admit, that was really, like, I woke up on Saturday morning and I thought, <laughs> man, imagine if the, the Nevada primaries, you know, the candidates had to go and consider the brothel vote. <laughs> Well, you know, they held caucuses in a bunch of the casinos so employees could caucus. So why wasn't there, you know, um, like like a caucus held in the uh, in the cock held <laughs> in the it's <laughs> it, like the at the bunny ranch or something, right? Because like those employees need to vote too, right? This is why I said there were a lot of handshake agreements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what is that handshaking? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Something at the caucus. I don't know. <laughs> I just, uh, I just thought that was an entertaining thought. <laughs> I was really good that day. I was funny. Glenn didn't think I was funny enough. All right. Well, I have to trust that Don Sweeney has a plan. I mean, that, yeah, there's probably a plan. And Bruce Cassidy is going to enact that plan on the roster. But either way, he didn't do an enormous amount of improvement. He filled a hole and then did at best a lateral move elsewhere. But so, shed some salary. But shed salary. So I don't know what they think they're doing for with this year in mind, but it will allow them to keep the band together. I maybe this speaks to how highly they think of uh, Kasha. Mm. They must really think that like they've fixed second line right wing with him to like only just get like Nick Ritchie after the fact. We're gonna find out what happens. I don't know what it means for this year. Um, I'm hoping that it's gonna be a good thing. That's all. Oh, oh my gosh. Apparently, Sweeney said people are going to ask if I picked up the right Richie this time. I hope so. Is that the Don Sweeney? Or is that. Like, uh, yeah, Ty Anderson, Ty Anderson tweeted. Oh, Sweeney that is actually said. <laughs> I am not even. Sweeney actually said, and I'm not even joking. People are going to ask if I picked up the right Richie this time. I hope so. Uh, I'm telling you, he got confused last year. He saw Richie. He thought it was one and it was the other. The great Richie Swindle of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been really funny if he'd put down Lionel Richie or Nicole. <laughs> All right. Havens. Wow, we could go way on a deep dive. Um, but I don't want to edit that. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> what were you going to say, Tim? No, I'm good. I feel like I just did something bad to you, Tim. You didn't. Uh, trust me. You He's probably, just upset that I beat him to a good pun this morning. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that, that really hurt. Now I have to find this. Was it under your Twitter thing, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, it was. I tweeted a fair bit today. This is one of the early ones. Because <laughs> I totally did work today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was wondering if you actually took the day off or if you had the day off because uh, 
Uh, was it the this should set off an avalanche of trades? Uh, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Injuries. Are there new ones? No, t- uh, Connor Clifton is back from his long-term injury rehab stint. Kevin Miller, I saw visual proof uh, on the Twitters that he is skating with the skating coach before uh, practice. I mean, like, I feel like Weekend at Kevin's is this reboot we don't need. Like, I want Kevin helpful, healthy. I want him mobile. I want him to be able to skate with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but like, he's not coming back. No. No, he's not. So that just, it stinks. It's just, I feel like we need to keep talking about that until we no longer have to talk about it. It's true. You die twice when you die and then when people, and then when people forget you. (gasps) It's not like Kevin Miller died the second time. Okay. (laughs) No, no. Kevin Miller will always have that random credit card commercial where the person in a Bruins jersey was wearing number 86 and it wasn't it was before Kevin Miller was actually a thing (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) there was like a random like it was like a MasterCard commercial or something and there's a Bruins fan in it and they're wearing a jersey and the jersey number is like 86 and I think they put number 86 on the jersey because it was someone who they wouldn't have to pay like players royalties to so then kevin miller got called up after and started wearing number 86 and this person just predicted kevin miller basically I mean, he'll, he'll also always have ripping out mike mike brown's soul in one of his first nhl games oh that's true and mike brown was you know was a fighter he did nothing else well except have a fantastic mustache and kevin miller just 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 beat beat him into a pulp so like you know Kevin fucking Miller. Didn't he kill two Habs in one game once? I seem to remember him doing that. I feel like we need to start a Kevin Miller facts website. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Didn't he also had like, this was like one of the first games he played in, I think, or at least the first year he played in and people started really liking Kevin Miller because of this, because of the, he like, they were playing LA in LA and he had just like this devastating hit on someone for the king against the kings and people are like oh wow kevin miller can hit things this is awesome (laughs) this is a kevin miller fact kevin miller killed two halves with one blow just to watch them die this has been a kevin miller fact kevin miller doesn't sleep he waits At the blue line for your forward with his head down. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Miller. Oh, wait a minute. This is a Kevin Miller fact. Kevin Miller has moved into the old bunker where Tim Thomas once lived in Colorado. This is a Kevin Miller fact. We'll always have Marsha Milko. (laughs) This is a Kevin Miller fact. Kevin Miller likes crabs so much that one time he decided to imitate one right in front of Tuka Rask during a game. This has been a Kevin Miller fact. (laughs) 
Okay, guys, I'm done with my Kevin Miller facts. <laughs> I just, you know what? Every chance that I get to pretend that I'm Janet from The Good Place, I love it. The other day, I was playing uh, Pokemon Go during the community day, and a couple uh, ran into a friend and I, uh, I who, were, who were walking down the street staring at our phones, obviously. And they were an older couple, and they said, what is everybody doing around here? They're all out. They're looking at their phones. They're walking up and down the street. What's going on? Um, it's like you guys are on a mission or something. I said, well, yes, quite literally, we are on a mission. I said, we're looking for these things. And I turned my phone. I said, but if we're lucky, we can find this thing. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? I said, it is a game. It is designed to get us to go out and interact with each other and catch things. I didn't want to say, we're imprisoning pretend animals in Pokeballs and making them fight against each other. <laughs> Kevin Miller has a Pokeball with Matt Grizzly inside it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Kevin Miller fact. <laughs> I feel like we do need to record a bunch of these and then just randomly put them in an episode. <laughs> You just release a string of episodes that are like an hour of silence followed by a Kevin Miller fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to get people to not like you anymore, Jeff. <laughs> it is very much a way to lose listeners, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, is there anything else that I missed? Any other news? I mean, really, I think we got it all. We can talk about this. I just Oh yes. I just found something really funny on Twitter. So Pierre LeBron tweeted during the dead, before the deadline happened that hurricanes are still chasing a D and would prefer not to go the rental route. And someone quote tweeted saying dating in your thirties. <laughs> Here's a fun Here's a fun fact. Until I started this podcast, I had never used or heard the term D, meaning uh, a part of a man's genitals. I really, oh, really didn't know. I didn't know that D was short for dick. And I was like, wow. Oh. You guys totally schooled me in like the first episode. You kept laughing when I would say D. <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> why. <laughs> Oh, and I made another trade. They got someone named Joel Person. <laughs> <laughs> totally not a made-up name. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even trying anymore. They're just getting Person. <laughs> they traded someone named Angus Redman and the seventh-round pick to Edmonton for Joel Person. Those are all made-up names. <laughs> <laughs> Joel per I mean there's two S's but still it's funny oh well that now damn it I actually looked up Joel person and I did get a bunch of results <laughs> yeah it, it's two S's but it's I still laughed really hard when I was like oh shoot they just traded for a person 
All right. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you tell us about this week's games? So, with the newly, the new look um, uh, Boston Bruins this week, have uh, three games this week. Uh, starting uh, tomorrow night, that would be Feb- Tuesday, February 25th, at home at the TD Garden, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, a reasonable start time. How about that? Woohoo! Against Calgary. <laughs> Is this one going to be bonkers, bananas, crazy pants, too? <laughs> Who can say? Who can say? But it looks like we're going to get a Nick Ritchie debut, so. Woo. What about Andre Kaja? Do you think he's going to be in? He might not. They're saying he might not play tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. We might not see him till we might not see him till Dallas. Okay. Because he hasn't played in a few weeks because he was sick and then he was being held out for trade reasons. So. Yeah, yeah. I think he also so, had an injury so too. But yeah. Uh, speaking of which, of course, we follow up two days later, February twenty seventh. That is Thursday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time at the Garden against the Dallas Tyler Seggins. And Jamie Ben's unsatisfied lovers. Oh my god, I want to have a band called Jamie Ben and the Unsatisfied Lovers. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great band name. <laughs> okay. And we close, and we close out this three and five with an away game on Saturday. That's February 29th Yes, there's a 29th this year, folks. Woohoo! Leap day at Barclay Center, one p.m. Eastern time, because we haven't played enough manatee games this month <laughs> against the Isles and their newly acquired and overpaid. J.G. Pajot. Uh, you're not saying it like like uh, Jack would. J.G. Pajot! I don't say most things like Jack would. Oh my god, I am so fucking sick of Jack this year. Like, I guess I've had Jack overload. Honestly, he's been alternating between obnoxious and, uh, uh, obnoxious and listless. And it's weird. There's no middle ground this year whatsoever. Like, like the games he's not feeling, it's just like, Dear Lord, just go home. Let's let her watch it in silence, man. Because like, this is this is awful. And then and then when he's into it, like like there's been a few times. Like usually I'm like Jack's not as much a homer as he, homer as he gets criticized for. But holy fuck, a few times this season, very recently. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely a homer, and uh, I think Brick is a good. Uh, I don't want to say foil, but he's he's good alongside him because I can listen to Brick all the time because he doesn't offend me and he's not obnoxious and he's fun. You know, he's actually honestly the better announcer because they usually have him read copy for things. And I think he's better at that. Here's the thing about, yeah, exactly. Like, like (sighs) this might lose his listeners, but like, I, I, I can't, I can't deal with the Boston accent very well. His is like just mild enough to be like tolerable, and he's just really good at what he does, despite the accent. <laughs> yeah, he's from Melrose, and and honestly, I just you know I really if you ever get a chance to see a, a Bruins alumni game, yeah, because they do do those charitable games. If you ever get to see him play, it, you know, him play with with the innumerable Sweeneys. 
who aren't actually related. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's usually Bob Sweeney. I, I've, I've never seen Don Sweeney myself, but um, yeah, I've seen Bob Sweeney out there. There was like four Sweeneys in the um, uh, in the alumni game to go with that winner classic. Oh, well, yep. I think Don, I think Don played in that one because he wasn't GM yet. At the, well, was that when Chia was still GM or was that after Don took over? I can't even remember. I can't remember either. Because it was either Don's first year or Chia's last, and I can't remember which. I think it was Chia's last year. Right. Well, it, it, this is the thing. This is the takeaway. Brick goes out there. He's chewing gum. He's got a baseball hat on. They ask him to play defense. He does not give a fuck about playing defense. And he's just skating. I'm just going to do Brick things, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's alongside Beersy, you know, Beersy, who's a little more serious about it. You know, I mean, not not serious because it's alumni game you know for charity but you know beersy that's his position so um it's fun it's fun to see them and brick just is like i'm here i'm doing my thing but i'm not a defenseman and i'm gonna chew some gum and i'm gonna have a good time and there you go and i think brick is just that seeing him do that it's like that's how brick is all the time it really is he dresses better than jack Ties a tie better than Jack. Picks out some nice hair. Hair's better to wear. put together than Jack's. Yeah, right. He's more charming. Definitely more charming than Jack. You know, he's got all the things going. So I've just been really annoyed by Jack. I really like that Brick is there because I get less annoyed when I hear Brick speak. So there you go. That's how it is. So mm-hmm. okay. So let me get this straight. It's Calgary and then it's Dallas and then down uh, on the Isles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So yeah, yeah. So Calgary, the absence of Cunnilingus Isles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> you you made a choice there and you just went with it. I mean, like there's no room to hold back when we're talking when we're making Jamie Ben jokes. No, no, and I enjoy them. I will always enjoy them. I think there's no room to hold back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure he does not know the anatomy of down there and what you need to do. (laughs) No, no, no. He'd probably, uh, he'd probably lick the wrong end of it. And (laughs) okay, I just have one correction. Um, Not that I want to correct you, but. I, I thought about this, uh, and I wanted to look it up for uh, confirmation. That game against the Isles is down at Nassau. Oh, that's at Nassau. It's at Nassau because Glenn... okay, I'm just using the I'm using the, the 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 website schedule. Oh, it does say Nassau after. You that's have to a look. really complicated broadcast um, uh, announcement there, actually, which is why I couldn't keep up with that. Right, yeah. it's at Nassau. Yeah, that's because, cool. Um, Glenn and I had considered going to that game. But I think getting tickets is really kind of insane to. Oh, because Isles fans will actually go to that one. Yeah, it's a much smaller venue, so you know. Yeah, it lost a lot of seats when they did the Reno. Although apparently it's kind of nice now, which is impressive considering Nassau probably was you know was you know like slowly killing the players that played in it before. Yeah. Probably. Seriously, there's probably a no shortage of like former island Islanders players that are going to die in mesothelioma because of that play because of because of that arena. But honestly, how many people are going to care about Marty Reasoner dying of mesothelioma besides Mrs. Reasoner? 
Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's at NASA. <laughs> um, and that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> and that is your games of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff, would you like to tell people how they can contact us, especially you? <laughs> Listeners, you've been inexplicably listening to Barely on Topic. If you, for some reason, want to hear more, of course, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us, write us a bunch of stars. Write us a review. Tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter at Barely on Topic or on Facebook at, at Barely on Topic Podcast. And for the kind of award-winning content like I delivered today and on this show, please follow us on our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at Jamie Ben and the Unsatisfied Lovers.com. Also known as at VA from RI. <laughs> <laughs> John A. Kakuwaman? That's a made up name. Yeah, all fins are all fins are made up names. <laughs> Star Wars names. Tim. Word. <laughs> <laughs>